Welcome to Design Your Life and Business, the podcast for leaders by Bright Mind Consulting Group. We give you the necessary tools to help you become the architect of not just your business, but your life too. I'm your host, Javon Wooden. What's going on, designers? I am Javon Wooden, and I have Miss Day Smith with me. And we are doing a special edition of Design Your Life and Business, the podcast for leaders today. But we are actually in person because we are both Houstonians. Yeah. So this is awesome. We are at She Space located in Houston, Texas. Got to shout them out for allowing us to do this here. So, yeah, we're going to get right into it. Day, you ready? Yes, I'm excited. I'm ready. Awesome. This feels good having a co-pilot right with me. It's something different about it. It's something different. I can get used to this. (laughs) All right. So, you know how we do. You've listened to the show and you know the first question I'm going to ask you is, who is Day Smith? No pressure. No pressure. Day Smith is the modern millennial mompreneur. That's my title. I'm sticking to it. I love it. I am literally, you know, a a mom of young kids. I work hard. I hustle. I run a business. I am wife. I am a modern day Proverbs 31 woman, really. Everything that I do is for my family and my community. And I'm out here building a legacy and growing a business and making an impact on other, my fellow mompreneur community through what I do and what my zone of genius is in productivity consulting. Absolutely. Helping to simplify people's lives so that they are able to manage and live their full potential, really. I love that. And by the way, the kids are actually in the next room. We can see them. They may make a cameo, which is cool. But you see, she did the mom thing, so they ain't going to come no more. So it's all good. That Nix that. Yes. If you can't see us, you got to watch us on YouTube, too. I know you're probably listening on Spotify or Google or something like that or Apple. Go check us out on YouTube as well. So we're going to get into this. What exactly is a mompreneur? I've heard it, but I want to make sure the designers are clear. Yes. So a mompreneur is just like the name sounds. It's a mother who decided to jump into us, owning a small business, running a business. It's a very unique type of person, type of woman, because we said, you know what? Life is crazy. Let me throw in a little more crazy and run and start a business. (laughs) But I will say that I've embraced this term because I remember when I started, I was looking for someone doing things the way I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I was working. I had little kids. My kids are both under three. And I was like, is there anybody also starting a business out here in this world? Like, is there anyone like me? And I couldn't find a lot of people, but I did it anyways. I was like, you know what? This is what I want to do. And when I started doing my business, running my business, I did find a community of mompreneurs. I started seeing women out there, you know, just killing it, raising families, running businesses and being successful at it. And so that term is very endearing to me because I know who we are. We relate to one another. And I've really thrived and found my place in this community as a mompreneur. Yes, you have. And I love that. Salute to the mompreneurs. Salute to the mothers because y'all are amazing. You know, None of us would be here without y'all. So, Say that. I mean, <laughs> Say that. that speaks to your amazingness. <laughs> so what made you want to jump out and spice it up a little bit? You know, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. My grandmother and grandfather were entrepreneurs just because of the times of being in the South. They wanted to create some sort of wealth in their family. But I went the traditional route. You know, I went to college, got that good job, you know, was working. But I remember, well, two things happened. One, I I never really felt like this is where I'm going to stay and retire for the rest of my life. But then that good old job did what they do. They laid me off. Mm -hmm. 
And I had already started dabbling in it, but that was like my push to say, you know what? I'm off right now. I'm going to take time to build my business. I didn't want anyone else to have control over what I'm going to be able to do for my family. I don't want you to say, this is what you're going to make. And this is how much you're going to make. And this is what you need to do all the time. I mean, no knock on the corporate jobs because I got one, but I just wanted to create something where I had control over what I wanted for my family. And I know that in order to build wealth and to build legacy, small business ownership is the route that many people take. And so that's why I really wanted to do it. You hit on a few points. You hit on this concept of being pushed, right? And a lot of entrepreneurs, that's where we find our meaning, really find our purpose. Because when you have that false sense of security known as a corporate job or a nine to five, right? A lot of us, we're like, man, I hate this, but I'm comfortable, Mm -hmm. right? I'm content with being paid a steady salary. I'm content with knowing what I'm going to get every week or two. But once you lose that, kind of wakes you up a little bit and say, hmm, okay, that wasn't even what I wanted to do in the first place. While I have this opportunity, like you said, let me jump out. Let me bet on me. Yeah. And let me do something I actually enjoy. There's this principle called Ikage, the reason for being. And it's like aligning every single aspect. What can I get paid for? What do I love? What does the world need? Okay. Right. And you align all those. And it sounds like you found your Ikage. I love that. Right. Ikage. That's yes. deep. Yeah. It sounds like you found yours, Day. So yeah. productivity. Tell yeah. us more. So I've always been that structured kid. My mom will tell you when I was playing with Barbie dolls. <laughs> They all had order. (laughs) You're the exact opposite of me. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. That's just how I was. She's that way, too, though. Very structured. So what I say is I am masterful at creating order out of chaos, whether Mm. it's physical or digital. That doesn't intimidate me. I don't procrastinate on it. I get in there and my mind works to see order like, okay, this is how it should be. Let's set this up. Let's create a plan. That's how my brain runs. And so. You know, when life gets busy, when you are managing the family, managing the business, managing your social life, and you feel like you can't balance everything, Mm -hmm. that organizational foundation is what helps you get your life together. You know, and so I found that type of work comes easy for me. And that's my strength. I can't do all the things, but I can do that. And so I found my ikage to say, I love doing this and I know it can help other people. And I know I can make a living doing this. And so that's how I'm like leaning into productivity, which is really just simplifying the way you do things so that you can do more of what you want. Exactly. What we're talking about, design a life and business, you don't need a vacation from, right? You need organization. You need productivity. But a lot of designers are listening and say, hey, you know, you're the exact opposite of me as well, Dave. So what are some tips and tools for the rest of us that we can use to make sure we're organized? I'm sure y'all are just fine. You are running businesses in your own unique way. OK, everybody's not going to do things the way, you know, everyone else does. So for me, you know, it starts with that understanding of yourself, actually. You know, I ah. it really starts from within. I know I'm getting real woo-woo right now. Oh, nah, come on. So I think I know for a fact that if you tap into finding out, you know, your strength, your skill set, everyone is not a list lister. Everyone is some people like to do more abstract things. Some people like to work collaboratively. Some people are more delegators. Yep. So you figure out that you start there and then you build a plan around how you naturally work. So, for example, if you're someone who likes more abstract thinking, 
you start there. The way you plan, the way you be productive is to think about things big picture. That's as far as you need to go. And then you may want to delegate it or assign it to other people or give them the empowerment to do to a complete different task. And then there's so many different tech tools and resources that I recommend based on your style. So I'll help people find out, okay, what things productivity kit or systems you should use based on your work style. And it's going to be different for everyone. So don't feel bad that you're not naturally a list taker or you got 10,000 emails or (laughs) you got (laughs) files scattered. That's okay. Someone like me can help you and we can also help you work in the best way that you can because there's things that I don't do well either that I got to lean on other people for as well. So, Absolutely. And I think just everyone, I'm always talking about my 3DA formula for success, delegate, delay, and automate. Mm -hmm. And this ties into that. It's really about knowing you. So what are some ways that when you come in and you're consulting someone, you find out who they are and help them find that out as well? You know, I know you guys have probably taken or heard of the like the behavioral style assessments. Mm-hmm. You know, you figure out, you know, where you fit on on the quadrant. The way I find out how you work is very similar. You know, I'll look at I'll observe how you work. You know, we talked about the email. How is that set up? You know, I observe how you work with your team. You know, if you're the one who walks in and delegates, you know, if you're the one who sees everyone because you wanted more of a collaborative approach, that gives me, that's like red flags. That gives me signs to know, okay, this person works this way. And then whether or not you know it or not, I'll share that with you so that you can be aware and not feel like you need to conform to any other way. And then again, I'll give you the tools so that you'll know how to operate. Now, there is going to be a time when if you don't want to live with having 50,000 emails, let's address that. Let's figure out how to declutter it, make labels for you, get you set up again with that organizational foundation. But then after that, let me show you how to work in a way that's natural for you. Bringing people on to help you, right? Like if you're a collaborator, but you need to make decisions fast, maybe you should have a person on your team who can help you with for that, sure. right? I am a list person. I'm always looking for people who are more abstract thinker, big picture, that won't get caught in the weeds like I do. We bounce off of each other. So I will then give you those resources so you can know, okay, this is who you should have on your team or you should hire when you're looking for an assistant or you're looking for a marketer. Let's look at these people that can help make your business more well-rounded. Yeah. I mean, you bring up great points and I know a lot of designers listening are saying, you know what, but it's my baby. What do you mean? It's my baby. I don't want to relinquish control of my baby. Like this business, I don't work hard to build it. If I delegate or get the wrong person, Mm -hmm. they may ruin it all. So what do you say to them, Day? Stop that. (laughs) (laughs) That is not smart business practices. (laughs) Unless you want to be a solopreneur for all of your days and wear all the hats then that's okay. But if most people- But you won't grow far. I mean, you will not grow far. If you're looking to scale, that is not the way. You will burn out and sizzle and fizzle. Yes. You heard of the the African proverb. I'm going to say African because I think it is. But it's if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go further, go with others. If you want to take your business further, you have to learn how to let go, delegate. And at the same time, many times, you are empowering the people that you're bringing on to. You're helping them be them their best selves because now they're living in their work. They're living in their zone of genius, too. So Absolutely. it's a give relationship, a win-win relationship when you do that. Right. And uh, Jim Collins talks about that concept in 
good to great. Mm-hmm. You know, he talks about how you want to bring on people. It's the right people first. Then you worry about the vision and where you're taking it. Yeah. Right. Because when you get the right people and they're working in their zone of genius, they're going to do it better than you because that's what they do. Exactly. Right. So it's about really taking your time to make sure you're bringing those people on, asking the tough questions, having them do a trial, you know, all those things. And then once you start feeling comfortable, you know, you can kind of Relinquish the reins, release the reins a little bit so you don't have to be micromanaging and doing all these other things. But yeah. it's really up to the person, right? If they, you know, if you come in and they have no systems or operating procedures and all that stuff, do you help them create that? Oh, yes. I'll definitely, because that's, again, my zone of genius. <laughs> Once I identify how you work, I put that kind of over here in the box. Like, okay, I know this is what we're going to need later. But right now, I'm here to help you get organized and productive because that's a pain point for you right now. And so I do help you with decluttering the emails, decluttering your digital files, setting up systems so that things are automated, like you said, so that you're not having to do so many things manually, Mm -hmm. but things run a little bit more efficiently, which is what you want as a business owner because not only do you want to do everything, you don't always want someone else to be in control of everything, too. Automation allows you to kind of have control, but not have control in a way because the system is doing it. And if you learn the system or you kind of have insight on how it works and you actually are in control, you're just leveraging people's skill set to get it set up and to run it. Absolutely. So what are some the successes or what can the designers listening expect if they were to, say, bring on a day Smith and yeah. start working with you? What are some of the success stories? Yeah. So I actually have worked with a lot of coaches and consultants in two ways. So a lot of during the pandemic, a lot of people started to work more virtually, right? Mm -hmm. They had the Zoom, they had tons of digital assets, they were creating courses, they were doing all the things. And I felt like a lot of people felt very overwhelmed. And so my business shifted to be more online productivity, digital organizing. And so I had a lot of business owners reach out that I helped. And we would work side by side in what I have designed as a VIP day, where we look at, we design your ideal digital space. You know, how do you want to use email? How do you want to use your your digital files? What systems are going to work for you and your business to serve your customers and to serve your team? And then we develop those. You know, we set up your email so that it works for you, whether that's organizing it with labels and folders or setting up automation. So, or Zaps to integrate with the other systems on your business. We organize your files, whether that's you know, converting you from physical to digital or from digital, putting it in the cloud or maybe just decluttering all together, making sure you have a system so that you have a good retrieval system. And then I show you what how to maintain it, you or your assistant. So nice. we do these through VIP days where I work side by side with you. We knock all of this out. And it helps to have not only someone who is an expert at it, but someone holding you accountable to do it. Because what we're able to do in a few hours, you probably have been doing it. And I'm saying in quotation for six months, you're <laughs> like, I got to get this, you know, this email organized. And it's been six months, a few hours with me, you it's transformed. That is so. awesome. And I could see that because, you know, a lot of what we have, especially I see people's you know computers and it's like versioning issues, right? You got the same file 68,000 times. You don't even realize <laughs> it. So it slows you down tremendously yeah. when you're disorganized. So I think that that is something that, you know, a lot of high achievers struggle with. It's like, dang, why do I keep doing this? Why do I keep running into this issue? So what are some ways that kind of can reframe, mm-hmm. you know, that if you are a person who just sees that big picture and you're not as organized. Like, yeah. What are some ways that you can kind of become that, not all the way, but just help yourself a little bit? Help yourself a little bit. 
it depends on what's your biggest pain point, like what's causing you the most headaches. So say it's the files, you know, if you have the files saved in different, you know, categories, <laughs> I would say that you can either do one or two things. You can have someone come and clean it up for you, or you can get a system to do it for you. So nowadays there's AI, right? Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful tool. And so you can have AI show you how you should organize, how you should save things. And you can also get systems to like suck out the things that are duplicates or that files that may be past a certain date to kind of speed up the decluttering process. And then you can go in and create a new framework, like, you know, have the folders the way you want, have things saved the way you want. If you don't want to do that, again, you can go ahead and outsource that to somebody like <laughs> me or your virtual assistant can take some courses or whatnot. But you don't have to do it. You just have to be willing to be to delegate or be coachable to be able to have it to be done for you, I guess. So it's OK if you aren't. That's not your your style. But, you know, just kind of pick out the things that's the most important or the biggest pain point for you and start there. Absolutely. So for business owners, what have you noticed are some of the biggest pain points for like business owners, leaders? What are you seeing in your industry? Yeah. So a lot of times business owners will come to me when they they're not quite solopreneurs. They're making some money. They're doing well in their business, but they can't quite grow and scale the way they want because of their disorganization. Mm. And mainly they can't hire the way they want to because everything you have is in your head. And it's not, there's no SOP, there's no standard operating procedures in place. The email, the communication is not established. You're scattered. Like you say, you're spending hours a week looking for files. You know, that's a time suck. So you're doing that and you can't grow until you get it organized. So you're kind of plateauing or hitting a wall, really. I see that a lot of business owners that are like ready to grow, their concept is solid. They're in their zone of genius, but they can't really scale because they can't hire correctly. They can't delegate correctly. And so I feel like I attract that type of client that wants that help because they see they need it. They've gotten as far as they can going to go by themselves and they need someone to help get them over the hump. And if you're a new business owner and you start out this way, that's even better because you're setting the foundation for your growth. But a lot of people are the pain point is not being able to grow or scale because of the disorganization. Yeah, that's a great point, too. You said something right before the end. You said bring someone in like mm-hmm. before. So when should someone bring you in? You know, different points of the business. I would say if you have proof of concept, like, you know, this is a business that's going to generate income, then invest in a productivity coach because you want to make sure that you know your business. Like mm-hmm. if I'm setting up mm-hmm. systems for you, how do you know what systems you need if you, your business don't have proof of concept? Like right. you got to know what CRM you need, if you need this type of scheduling system, which email platform you should use, how you're going to stay in compliant with you know your industry. So you kind of have to have some insight, not a startup super new, but someone who has proof of concept and knows that they're ready to grow. And then on the back end, you could be in business for 10, 15 years and you're like, okay, I'm moving at a pace that's going to outgrow me. How can I get things in order? That's also another pivotal point where you say, I need some help. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. So I got a question. I know we're talking about digital here, mm-hmm. but I know a lot of people who are like, yeah, I'm cool on the digital side. What about like personal space? Yeah. Like, what's your feeling on like desk space? What's your feeling on like your atmosphere where you work? How do you make sure that? Because I know sometimes, man, you know, 
we don't use papers as much, but yeah. somehow books get all on my yeah. desk. And all. So how do I keep that, like, keep in my mind, like, if I just put this up, you know, when I'm supposed to, it wouldn't be a whole pile, <laughs> you know, because that's the toughest thing. Yeah. The same way you have digital systems, you got physical systems. So before I pivoted to be a productivity coach, I worked in the physical space 100%, getting people physically organized. And, you know, the same way I had a whole system for that, you know, the way you declutter, the way you assign places for things. You know, you know how your mom says everything has a place, has a yeah, place yeah, everything. Yeah. Like I became my mom. <laughs> I was teaching people this. You those progressive commercials. <laughs> exactly. You know, <laughs> the way that you set up systems. So like, for example, the way your office is set up, if you like to have desk here, notepad here, board here, you know, to, in order for you to move, set your desk exactly how you like to work. You know, some people like to have clean desks. Some people need all the files laid out. Going back to those work styles, it works the same exact way. You want to set it up to be how you naturally move. So before I work with clients, I'll go in, I used to go in and like observe how they work. Like where do they always put their keys at? Where's the pile of shoes? You know, where's the mail dropped off at? Mm. You know, if you have a ton of books, then we need to make sure that we create space for that. You know, so you're not like piling up in the corner. Get you another bookcase. You (laughs) obviously care about the books. Let's make it work for you. So I would kind of observe and then put organizational systems in place, which are, bookcases, shelving, things on the wall. I would leverage and really utilize the space, height, and all the things so that you can have what you need. And honestly, once you have that space set up, it motivates you to keep it that way. Right. It does. You feel like proud, connected to it. And also, we didn't talk about this, but having that physical space tidied up or decluttered affects your mental space as well, your mental clarity. So it's worth doing for your mental clarity. Absolutely. And that's what I was alluding to. The cluttered space equals a cluttered mind equals cluttered space and vice versa. Vice versa. Absolutely. Yeah. That's when I know something's up and you kind of got to pay attention to yourself. Like you were saying, like Mm -hmm. sometimes that's telling you something about you. Like I know when my space is getting cluttered, I'm probably feeling getting to that point where I'm getting overwhelmed Mm -hmm. or something like that. Yeah. So you just got to learn your own patterns and behaviors and that can help. That's what helps me like stay organized. Yeah. Okay. I need to chill for a little bit or I need a break. Yeah. So it really goes deep designers when you're talking about organization and being productive. Yeah. So can you talk about that a little bit more on the personality side? Like, how do I know, like you mentioned some of the tests, Mm -hmm. are there certain traits or attributes that you look for when you work with clients to know what they are or who they are? Yeah. So, you know, there, I identify there's four, it may be more, you know, but that's kind of where I kind of segment people. Mm -hmm. So someone who is, you know, more of a, I'll say strategic person, they like to have more things to work with on their desk. So if I go and I see someone with stack of papers here, stack of papers there, books here, they're more of like a researcher. They like to input a lot of information. It doesn't stay that way, but maybe they're like, they're taking it all in so they can process it. And so I'm not going to go in there and say your desk needs to be clean. I'm going to find you places that make sense to put it, right? So that you can work more efficiently. Got it. If you're someone who is maybe like abstract, who likes to write everything out, who has sticky notes, I'm going to make sure you have a place for sticky notes, a place to a whiteboard to put up for yourself, space to get up and walk around. If you're someone who likes to collaborate, maybe you need to have more space for people to have chairs. You need to have your computer front and center because you need to have Zoom calls and connect with people. So I will try to create the space based on your work style so that 
you will keep it that way. It is conducive for you to be productive. And we're really talking about orders of magnitude when it comes to operations, mm-hmm. because like if you're really in a space, in a flow, what we like to call it, if you're in a flow, you typically get so much more done. Yes. Because if you think about saving a few seconds here, a couple minutes here, not having to do all those things, you're literally talking about saving hours a year, literally hours. Yeah. So do you have any like stats? I don't know. I mean, yes. I know. We, okay. So I was thinking of some. Yeah. So I often talk about on the business side, average person wastes 45 minutes a day looking for lost files. Wow. That adds up. If you have an employee that you pay $50,000 a year, that's $4,000 per year of mm. money lost. The average person wastes about seven or 8,000 hours in their lifetime looking for lost things too. 8,000 hours in your life. 8,000 hours looking for things? Looking for things. Physical and digital. (laughs) Keys, phone, shoes, you know, that's average. So eats up time. And now I can equate eats up money. Wow. Yeah. You waste money. Wow. 8,000 hours on average. Yeah. On average. So I'm just going to call y'all out. Y'all need to get it together. I ain't even going front. Uh, y'all got to get it together because we can't be wasting those hours, designers. Like we are talking about designing a life and business you don't need a vacation from. And if you lose 8,000 hours looking for things, mm-hmm. yeah, that cannot yeah. be. So, okay, cool. So you mentioned there's some AI and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So how has that impacted what you do? So, you know, as far as a business owner, it's helped my business to, to really help me to be more efficient. You know, I use AI for prompts for, you know, the social media marketing. Mm -hmm. I use AI tools for generating concepts, ideas that I will tweak and kind of add my flavor to. We use AI for, you know, a lot of things that we didn't realize we use it for like taking notes on Zoom. You think (laughs) it's something new, but it's actually been around a lot longer. It looks at, you know, strokes and patterns and different ways that people work. And it uses like it has its brain to figure out what would be make the most sense and make you more efficient. So a lot of times they have softwares to know, you know, looking at artificial intelligence, figuring out how can you eliminate things? What can you add to make your life a little bit, not life. Yes. Your life a little bit more productive and efficient. So it's just a tool that's there. So I use it as much as I can, but you can't use it for everything. Obviously you do have to quality control a little bit uh, absolutely. Or, uh, all the time, really when you, when you're leveraging getting business. So what about you? What does your back end look like to ensure mm-hmm. that you stay organized and productive? Yeah. So I have my favorite. So, you know, I'll talk about the personal and the professional. So Absolutely. as a business owner, you know, I do believe in bundling, but I also believe in best in class systems as well. So my CRM is more of a bundle CRM. I use high level because it combines, you know, the email communication, sales and marketing, all of that on the back end, uh, my scheduling system, which is where, you know, the point of contact starts. But I also leverage, you know, project management system like Asana. I leverage, you know, now that I'm podcasting, I'll use, you know, different tools for that as well. For me, that's Asana, that's Go High Level, my the Stripe that's all included in there, and then Copper for my client communication. That was a long way to answer that. You know, I often hesitate with giving my recommendations because there's so many. And they change. And I don't want people to think that what I use works for them as a productivity coach. Like, oh, let me look this up. I'm like, listen, no, take a beat. Let's see if this works for you. Let's see if this is what you need for your business. I'm a productivity coach. 
you have something else going on as a realtor or whatnot, let's find out what works for you. But I just wanted to list out like the basic things you need as a business owner. And then on the personal side, you know, you definitely want to leverage the the convenience of having like, you know, the door dashes and the Instacart and the apps for groceries and the apps for, you know, childcare. So however you can use things to make you more efficient and productive, that's the world we live in. That's the definition for me of being like a modern entrepreneur for sure. Absolutely. I agree. And I, I believe that it's really, you mentioned like being a list. That's one thing I do like to do is writing out a list of things I like to do, mm-hmm. things I don't like to do, and things I don't need to be doing. And I think that has helped me when I do go find someone that I want to bring on. That's a point where I can say, okay, I need a VA or I need someone that does social media management. I need someone who does podcast yeah. editing and all that stuff. And I find that has really saved me some stress in yeah. probably some of those 8,000 hours. That's a good plan because you need it. It needs to be done. So don't avoid it and procrastinate. Right. Just say it and then figure out if that's something you want to do or you want to delegate. That's Absolutely. I like that. Easy. That's it. So we're going to go to by design segment where I ask okay. every guest the same three questions. You ready? I'm ready. All right. This is the first in person one. So we got to make this one good. Okay. All right. So first question is, what has been the hardest part about designing a life and business you don't need a vacation from? Mindset. Because I mentioned I had all those years as a corporate professional, you think that the way to the life you want to live is a certain way. Getting out of your head or at least dreaming up something else is difficult. And so just conditioning my mind to think of something that I can have a life first business. First of all, I can be a business owner that's profitable as a mom that is not jeopardizing my family life and my own self-care. The mindset has been the biggest hurdle. So I'm actively, intentionally working on that now. That is a big one. And then the second question, what is the best lesson you've learned on your entrepreneurial journey? Best lesson, always invest in yourself. And that could be coaches, that could be you know, just getting your LLC, you can't expect anyone else to invest in you if you don't invest in yourself. Absolutely. I agree. And then the third question is, what are three tools or tips that you would recommend when scaling a business? I like your model of figuring out what you do need and what you don't need. I would say that whether that's oh, thank you. tools or systems or people, right? figuring out what you do or don't need because some things you can't take to that next level to scale. So that's one. I will go back to having a coach of some sort to help navigate that because if you're scaling or growing, you're probably going to a place you haven't been before. And why go at it alone? Mm -hmm. Why not have someone show you how to do it or at least be supportive of what you want to do if they haven't done exactly that way? So having support and be fearless and Going back to the mindset, you are charting a new path and you're doing something different. So don't be afraid. Be courageous and be fearless and just go for it. Absolutely. I love that. Dave, it has been awesome and this has been so fun. So how can everyone connect with you? You can connect with me by visiting my website. Primarily everything is there at simplicitybyday.com. You can set up a call with me. You can find out the events that I'll be at. You can find out what podcasts I'll be on, like this one right here. You can also follow me on all the social platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok at 
at Simplicity by Day. And that's D-A-I, right? So although my name is D-A-I, my business is D-A-Y. Oh, okay. Yes, okay. Okay. D-A-Y. Correct. All right. Yes. <laughs> All right. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dave, thank for you. inviting me to this cool space. I mean, space I have to awesome. bring you to she space. It's, it's a whole vibe here. It is definitely a vibe. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> All right, designers, remember to keep ascending and increasing your clarity, confidence, and cash flow. I'll see you soon. Design Your Life and Business, the podcast for leaders, is brought to you by Bright Mind Consulting Group. To find out more about Bright Mind Consulting Group and how you can become the best leader possible, visit brightmindconsultinggroup.com. Make sure you search for Design Your Life and Business on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Bright Mind Consulting Group, we cannot thank you enough for listening.